0: Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley.
1: Saskatchewan Environment Minister Scott Moe is reminding livestock producers that 90,000 acres of Crown land are available for grazing this summer. Moe says the Fish and Wildlife Development Fund lands will help alleviate a potential feed shortage due to current dry conditions.
2: It's just reminding producers of of the land that we opened up uh, actually last year uh, through consultations that we had with our environmental management groups, Ducks Unlimited, Nature Conservancy, and the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation. That uh, you know proper grazing on on our our native prairies and our our, our our conservation land actually improves the the health of that particular land. And in years uh, such as this year, in in certain areas of the province it also uh gives uh our egg producers our cattle uh, producers uh, an opportunity uh to have some access to some some uh some some additional land for for feed purposes or for haying purposes or for grain, grazing purposes so we actually made the change last year uh to make this land available on an annual basis to uh to to producers across the province um but what we wanted to do this year in light of you know understanding uh, some some weather challenges in certain areas of the province uh, to remind our producers that this land is available and uh, to to contact uh, you know our offices if they'd like some access to it for either haying or, or grazing
1: mo says the land is spread across the province to date 23 Saskatchewan producers in 18 different rural municipalities have grazing agreements on fish and wildlife development fund lands Crop analyst Bruce Burnett has been driving a lot this month, covering 4,000 kilometres across western Canada, checking crops. What he saw is extremely variability between southern and northern areas in both Saskatchewan and Alberta. Burnett, who is Glacier Farm Media's Director of Weather and Market Information, made a presentation yesterday at Ag in Motion near Langham, northwest of Saskatoon. He starts with the driest areas of southern Saskatchewan.
3: Essentially, uh If you go from just across the Manitoba-Saskatchewan border, let's say halfway to Weyburn, and then all the way across the south, south of the Trans-Canada Highway, we're seeing the effects of that drought. Again, crops, uh, not to single out areas, but certainly the crops from Weyburn over to Assiniboia look very poor. And those are the areas where we've seen probably the highest temperatures recently, at least anyway. But again, across the south, the crops are shorter stand densities are quite a bit less and the head sizes on the durum and the spring wheat crops are uh, certainly a lot less than they've been over the past two years for canola and other crops in the south unfortunately the seeds really taken uh, toll on those crops and quite frankly with especially the later, later planted fields that had poor emergence those yield potentials are very low probably looking at crop insurance type levels already
1: Central regions have subsurface soil moisture reserves, but the impact of the July heat is starting to be felt there as well. Northern areas have been getting more rain, but their challenge was late seeding.
3: The northern grain belt probably has the consistently good looking crops, but again, a lot of depended on when you planted the crop, later planted crops, crops that were mudded in, uh, and a lot of that happened across northern Saskatchewan and Alberta. That did ruin in terms of the consistency of the plant densities that we're seeing out there. So really uh, it's a problem uh, when we see those uh, conditions that we had this spring were not conducive to creating a nice consistent crop. So even in the good looking areas and the areas with good yield potential, there are still some fields that unfortunately are just going to be below average because they didn't get off to a good start.
1: Burnett adds the harvest will start early in the very dry southern regions, while northern areas of the Grand Belt will be hoping for a lengthy frost-free period in September to combine their crop. Burnett repeats his presentation at 1.30 today and tomorrow at Ag in Motion. Farm leaders from across Canada are meeting in St. John's, Newfoundland this week to discuss key issues. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture meeting is in advance of the Federal Provincial Agriculture Minister's annual meeting, which starts today. APAS President Todd Lewis is in Newfoundland and says the farm meeting has discussed three key issues, including farm support programs, carbon taxes and grain transportation.
0: For the last uh, couple of days we've been talking about uh, a number of issues. We did uh, some committee work on uh, one of the committees was carbon pricing, and of course that's uh, <laughs> that's a big subject across the country, and uh, so we put our two cents worth in on that one, and, uh, and as well as... Uh, uh, the uh, transportation bill, uh, C-49, that comes through uh, Parliament, what to expect. There we had a bit of a report and uh, uh, a talk with, on the telephone with uh, people from the Canadian Transportation Agency and and uh, how they saw things playing out this fall as the legislation gets passed and enacted. So that was good information to know. And uh, then we also uh, have uh, had some talks about uh, the next agricultural policy framework uh, going forward, what's going to uh Hopefully, be announced and be. Well, that's what all the ministers are doing here this week in, in Newfoundland as well. The ministers, provincial ag ministers, and uh, federal Minister McCauley are all in town uh, today. The majority of bar anyway, and they're discussing, uh, you know, what's going to be for the next ag policy framework. So, it's been a productive uh, week, and uh, certainly looking forward to this afternoon. We'll we'll have a roundtable that CFA hosts with uh, with all the provincial ministers or. Uh, a few, quite a few of them, anyway, and uh, certainly uh, it'll be interested to see what comes out of those meetings.
1: You've been very vocal opposed to a carbon tax. Is there widespread support among the farm groups across Canada for opposition to the carbon tax?
0: Well, I don't think uh, you know we're we're fortunate in Saskatchewan that our provincial government is uh, taking the stand they have, and and so that's given us you know time to talk about carbon. Uh, unfortunately, for uh, a lot of producers in other provinces, they haven't had that opportunity to. The tax has just been uh, put in place, and then they have to deal with the uh, ramifications of the tax being put a, put in place. So we aren't here to uh, talk about carbon and and uh, how we how we how we feel about it. So uh, no, I mean across the there's uh, going to be uh, you know ten or twelve different plans across the country as it works itself out. So so uh, we're fortunate in Saskatchewan that we feel anyway that the province has taken the stand they have and and it's uh, given us time to uh, talk about carbon and talk about the. The things that agriculture does and the the good we do as far as low carbon, so I think it's a real opportunity for us in Saskatchewan to, if a plan does get put in place, that we'll we'll have a chance to get it right
1: on the business risk management programs. You're pretty well, I understand, expecting the status quo, but you would like to see some improvements to agri stability. What are some of the downfalls or problems with agri stability?
0: Well, I think in the, in the last a policy framework. The reference margin changes, and you know we predicted then that there'd be fewer and fewer uh, producers uh, enrolling in agri stability, and that's that's uh, what's happened with the uh, the fall off in uh, enrollment in agri stability. It's obviously its program isn't seen as something useful to a lot of producers. So we certainly want to see improvements in agri stability, but you know at the same time it's important to recognize that you know if, if it's going to be the same pot of money uh, that uh, we're going to put into these programs, well, uh, if we improve ag stability, we certainly don't don't want to see uh, a program that more people are using, such as crop insurance. Uh, We don't want to see agribility to be improved at the detriment of crop insurance. So it's a balancing act, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if if the Ministers are able to come to an agreement on on, uh, some of these issues.
1: Is this a year when agribility may be needed for Saskatchewan or parts of Saskatchewan?
0: Well, I don't think there's much doubt. We're we're definitely gonna be in a situation a lot of parts of the province where uh the income's certainly gonna be short. So you know if that'll trigger some agri stability payments or even if the producers are enrolled in it, I mean uh this might be one of those situations where a producer isn't enrolled in it and uh, perhaps it would have been been something that uh they could have used, but in our viewpoint that's always been the trouble with agri stability. It's not very predictable and even in a year like this, there's always questions. If it, if it certainly isn't bankable, if you, if you go to the bank and say we're going to get the X number of dollars out of ag stability, it doesn't seem to be recognized by the bank, and uh, it's a it's a long waiting time, you know, to get the money in farmers' hands. So that's just uh, you know long long ongoing problems with ag stability program and and something that we've uh, talked about for a number of years.
1: There's an announcement made this morning by uh, Environment Minister Scott Moe. He's reminding livestock producers that 90,000 acres of fish and wildlife development fund lands are available to producers for grazing until September 15th. It's to help, of course, cover any possible uh, potential feed shortage due to the very dry conditions. You think this will help livestock producers? Uh, Is this a good move?
0: Well, certainly. It's just another, you know, it's something we always have as a bit of a backstop and, uh, you know, good on the Minister for uh, bringing it out good and early and, uh, you know, producers, uh, you know, cows, the cattle herd is certainly under stress in a lot of areas and virtually no hay crop in some parts of the province.
1: Todd Lewis spoke to 620 CKRM Agri-News from St. John's, Newfoundland. The Market Update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading this morning. Vitera prices for canola rose a dollar forty at four hundred eighty dollars forty cents. Oats gained three fifteen at one seventy one twenty three. Number one red spring wheat decreased two thirty seven at two ninety four forty two. The rest were unchanged. Durham two seventy eight ninety. Feed barley one forty five zero three. Flax four fourteen twenty five. Yellow peas two hundred eighty seven dollars. Feed wheat one forty one ninety nine. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, September wheat was up three cents at seven eighty-three and a half cents a bushel.
0: The livestock report on the source six twenty CKRM.
4: Good afternoon. This is Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for Wednesday, July the nineteenth. No sale this week due to yard maintenance. But last Wednesday, July the twelfth sale, we had eight hundred and fifty total head. Here is last Wednesday's mark report. Over five hundred cows and bulls here. Cows and bulls were selling under pressure to lower. D1, D2 cows, 95 to 105 sales to 108, 109, D3 cows 77 to 90. All the cows were averaging 97.40. It's nice to see all of these older type cows, like these 70 cent cows, coming to town now rather than wait for the fall run. Get them out of the system when the market is fairly decent. Good bulls, 120 to 130 sales to 132. The bulls were averaging 120 and a half. The feeder market is also under pressure. Six to seven hundred pound steers. Two dollars to two fifteen. On to the heifer side, six to seven hundred pound heifers, one seventy to one eighty six, seven to eight, one sixty to one eighty two, eight to nine hundred pound heifers, one fifty five to one sixty five. Had some bigger heifers weighing nine hundred fifty to thousand and fifty pound heifers sold from one forty to one fifty two. Some pairs here last week, anywhere from seventeen fifty. They topped out at twenty four hundred for some good young pairs with bigger calves outside. Our next sale will be Wednesday, July the 26th. That's it for this week. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day.
5: Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,500 hogs Tuesday, selling a range of $200 to $206 per ckg. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,700 head, selling a range of $198 to $207 per ckg. Hog prices for the week ending July 14th are SIG 3, 206.08 per ckg, SIG 4, 211.04 Sig 5208.56, Cash 207.06, Bricko 207.84, Thunder Creek 209.71, and High Life $209.19 per CKG. Number 1 sows delivered to Winnipeg this week are selling the range of $128.97 to $145.50 per CKG live weight. Ham's marketing cash hog price today is down and forward contract prices open mixed. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was up 26 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 126.28. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.42 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets continued their lower trend with the last week of trade averaging a decline of about 50 cents a hundred weight per day in the Midwest. Weaker wholesale pork prices have led packers to cut the price that they are paying for hogs as most of the primal cuts have dropped from their seasonal highs. Pork belly primal is still trading near its highest level since the fall of 2014 and is the primary driver that took the pork carcass cutout value $15 a hundred weight higher than last summer's peak. Coming up, the farm weather forecast
0: Jim Smalley's Agro Weather on the
1: Source 620 CKRM. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today partly cloudy, wind northwest 20 becoming light. Today, the high 27, clearing tonight the low 14. Increasing cloudiness tomorrow, wind north 20, the high 26, the low 13. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud, 40% chance of showers, the high 27, the low 12. Saturday, sunny, the high 25, the low 12. Sunday, sunny, the high 28, the low 15. Monday, sunny, the high 31, the low 16. Tuesday, sunny, the high near 31. Normal high is 26, the normal low is 11. Sun rose at 5.09 this morning. It sets at 9.01 p.m. tonight. Round the province, Estevan 23, Saskatoon 21, Swift Current 24, Weyburn is 25, Yorkton 22. In Regina, cloudy and 23, that's 73 Fahrenheit. North-northeast, 22, humidity 44%, Barometer rising 101.5. Sunny and Moose Jaw 23, winds are from the north-northeast at 17. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 23, that's 73 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.